The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Speaking of testes, did you see what happened to Gina Carano? <laughs> she doesn't have testes, I just figured. Yeah. It's not a segue not when this is the first thing we say. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, Usually, not. segues don't open a conversation. <laughs> it's, it's the inner, interior dialogue I've been having with myself. But that's who we are. We yeah. open with segues. Dude, I open for all segues, brother. <laughs> Spread for them. Uh, like but a, yeah, this boxy <laughs> bitch. White exploitation star Boxy Frown <laughs> has uh, got herself in some trouble and got booted from the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's kind of sad, man. I mean, I like the character. She was good for the character. You know, I mean, we talked we talked about it, like I said before, a little behind the curtain. We actually do work on the show, believe it or not, everyone. Um, and, you know, when we're sitting around, this was obviously the first thing that jumped up because it just happened because we're huge fans of Mandalorian and the Star Wars universe. So, I mean, it was... The fact that she did her first round of tweets that were very that were transphobic, yeah. and then everybody kind of went, you know what, you blew it. She apologized. She retracted it. She uh, fucking you know deleted it. Her tweets. Everybody was like, you know, hey, listen, big bitch, don't do that again. And you would have thought like her fucking agent would go, give her a flip phone and take away all of her devices right? or something, and then nope. Here we go. You have to imagine there was some sort of a sit down with the execs, right? At Disney Plus. You know they had to say, you know, maybe don't say that. And Disney, Disney, to be fair, was like, listen, you know, we we have a complicated history with anti-Semitism, too. (laughs) Just keep it down. But no, she is very she is very much playing the victim and being like and she did this herself. It's like you it's like you walk into somewhere and then you shit on the floor and you go. But it's okay because of my opinions. And it's like, no, you don't just get to shit on the floor wherever you well, go and keep your fucking job. Well, the, the the issue becomes it's not a free speech issue because when you're working for a company, it's that company's right whether to employ you or not. has nothing to do with – you can say whatever you want, but what people don't understand is you can have free speech, but there's also consequences. This is the world mm. we live in. If I, if I was wearing a fucking Taco Bell employee shirt and I went out and I got in a bar fight and fucking I'm representing the company, I got the shirt on. When you're a fucking famous person working on a show, you're always wearing the shirt to your company. Mm-hmm. You can't take that shirt off. Inside baseball for Taco Bell, though, you are allowed <laughs> to go. knock Here someone the fuck out in a Taco Bell shirt as long as you promote a cheesy gordita crunch while you're doing it. <laughs> Like, eat this motherfucker, and then you what, hit him. What then it, you won't get fired. What is a cheesy... I know you know what a cheesy... A cheesy gordita crunch, crunch <laughs> intimately. is one of those things where they take a crunchy taco, and then they take a gordita fucking pita, put a bunch of cheese on it, and then wrap it around the crunchy taco. Mm-hmm. And then that gets wrapped in a pepperoni pizza. And that and gets then served that gets in a tote bag full of ranch. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it's sad, but what, it, what, what was Disney supposed to do? And the funniest part about all this, the right 
snowflakes because that's what they are at this point. Mm-hmm. They're they're crybabies par excellence. And it's funny, I I saw this thing where there was they show during the original introduction of Carrie Dune the character. Uh, and I'm reading a thumbnail here, and it's Mandalorian proof of SJW lies. Is Cara Dune a Mary Sue? Mandalorian gets woke, and that okay? Are they so they're using all this leftist dude, verbiage just to try to grab super like they're woke? This is bullshit. This is a total. You guys are shills for the left, and and here we go. Flash forward, and now there's a bunch of thumbnails going cancel culture's real, and why are they taking it away? But that being and said. It's, it's also it's, it's most, cancel Disney Plus. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, and then the hashtag. We want to cancel. Yeah, it's like so you're crying about getting canceled, and then your immediate reaction is to try to cancel, cancel something else. Disney and Plus. guess what? All of you, every single right wing conservative in this country, could cancel Disney Plus, and they're gonna be fine. They're Dude. gonna be okay. They're gonna be just fine. All right, guys, you know what time it is. We are the realest of the whiskey and the whiskiest of the real. This is the whiskey real coming hot out of the bunkie. It is snowing outside. Um, um, it is dumping outside, quite frankly. Yep. Yay, winter. Uh, to my left is the Produsario. This is Chandre the Giant. This is the chuddiest of buddies. This is captain of the SS Chudinsky. This is our friend and yours, Sean Moriarty. Thank you very much. To my left is 90s TV star Hiv Tyler Gashman, old Squatch Toe himself, Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Gashville Van Noises. Goodness gracious. Wow. Okay. (laughs) To my left, the general manager of my galaxy. Yes, sir. He is Wolfgang Fuck. He is Sir Antonio Brindaris of the Rhone region. Yes, sir. AKA. My brother in arms. Tony Montanus. Tony. Yeah, you got to say Tony Montanus. God damn it. (laughs) Well, you let him say it first. (laughs) I know. I was pausing. I love this. (laughs) I was pausing for effect. This might be my favorite part of the episode. His name is fucking Aaron. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, dude. He's the opposite of Dorian Gray. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, God, that was so rough. And the people that get that were like, Jesus Christ. I know. Most people probably like, who's Dorian Gray? Such a deep cut. It flew out of my fucking face. Well, I met a lovely Jack. Jack. Oh, my God. Black gentleman. Jack Blenelman. I met a lovely Jack Blenelman uh, yesterday who complimented me on my hair. I felt quite good about wow. myself. Dude, your hair is yeah. You got that Thank good you. hair. Thank you. I got good hair, bro. <laughs> um, I love this shit. What'd you um, bring, bro? Dude. Listen to me. Number one, I do what Bobby did the other day when you walk through, you're walking through our favorite liquor store in Durango, Star Liquor, future sponsor of the Whiskey Rail. Sponsor us. And sponsor, sponsor us you, now. Sponsor us, you clowns. Um, or I will cancel you like Corona. We had an article in the weekly <laughs> that you may have read. <laughs> Dude, that's hashtag cancel like Corona. Um, so I walk in through the aisles. I always start with the whiskey. Um, and I found some really cool end cap stuff that I was like, hmm, mm. should I pull the trigger on this? And I'm like, let me dipsy do down the aisle here. And and, you know, Star's got a fantastic array of beverages. I mean, you can get lost there. I could probably spend an hour just wandering, looking and reading. It's really cool. I came up, uh, what, what attracted me, they had a little tag hang, a uh, little hanger tag on the shelf, which is either shit they highlight or a staff favorite or whatever. This one is, uh, what jumped out of me is this one's a double gold winner in San Francisco. And typically when shit wins gold, you hear of it. I have never heard of this and have never seen this particular sour mash whiskey. This is straight uh, bourbon. This is called Belle Mead. B, so very French. 
Uh, Bell with an E on the end and Mead with an E on the end. Like so they, Franch they, whiskey? Franch, Franch toast? Um, it has, it, I guess, Sean, you were saying this was the original label. This is- Yeah, it's uh, the, ori- the same label that's on there. That's the logo they've had since 1878. That's dope. This is uh, from Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. So this is an MGP. So they, they basically make it per your formula in Indiana, ship it, and they bottle it in old fucking, what, what, what did I say it was out of? It was at a Somewhere sum- near Gashville, Tennessee. Oh, it is Gashville. Would you look at that? Believe it or not, you're not going to believe me when I tell you the proof. 90.4 proof. This couldn't possibly drink softer. It's smooth. Um, I'm going to just open this out because we were all, all of our eyebrows raised when we started sipping this. Mm-hmm. And then I will tell you the price, which is kind of the coup de gras, the coupe de gracie. The as coupe say. de gracie. So, Sean, what did you think, dude? Something that we all said when we first tasted it was the combination of the mouthfeel and the sweetness made us think of a milkshake. And specifically, I narrowed it down to like, this reminds me of a salted caramel milkshake from our friends at Green Bean Berry here locally. You just told me that it's 90 proof. And I'm fucking blown away because yeah. it doesn't taste like there's much booze in this at all. Dude, it almost feels like a cordial strength, like mm-hmm. like forty like yeah. forty proof. Like. Bobby, yeah, very very smooth, very it's silky, buttery. Yep, huge vanilla notes on it. Um, like uh, you use the Brulee thing yeah. a lot, and that's this is absolutely in that category of whiskeys. Uh, I'm not mixing this in a fucking anything. No, no, no not even no, Diet Barks. We're not even going to give you a suggestion because it's a fucking travesty if you mix this with anything. I do have one suggestion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, actually, because of the price, which we'll get to, you Sweet could Lord. afford to mix this and do some have some fun with it. This would make a flip on a winter day yes, sir. that would taste like the dopest eggnog you've ever fucking had because there is so much spice to this and so much sweetness and, oh, man. That'd be a great. You could use this instead of crown in a Washington apple to make it a caramel apple and get your girl drunk. I'm gonna throw up in your mouth. Don't order those shooters. If you order those shooters, you're the wrong kind of. Well, number one, you got to climb back into your time machine and come into the future. (laughs) But um, uh, this Bell Mead, right off the bat, put my nose in it. It literally smelled like eggnog. The breakfast spices on this are off the charts. And when I say it's not just vanillins and caramel, um, also nutmeg, star anise. There's some really, really cool, very yeah. Absolutely. Very, very Christmassy, very holiday, very cold weather. And then on the palate, it just hugs you. It hugs you from the inside. There is zero effort on this. Something interesting that you said earlier is like all those combinations made you wonder whether or not they used lactose or some kind of milk-based sugar because it created like a dairy quality. kind of malolactic. In wine, there's malolactic fermentation where you add milk enzymes and it helps with the fermentation. And what it does is creams it out. This literally, when we say milkshake, I know you envision this thick thing that you pull through a straw. Obviously, it has the consistency and the viscosity of a bourbon, but it's really hard not to get away from the almost milky enzyme character to this. And maybe that's just a testament. I will say the one thing that's very cool is this uh, bourbon. Well, I'm going to tell you the price, which is going to knock your dick in the dirt. But this is average six to eight year. This isn't just a two year. This has age on it. And dude, 32 buck, dude. What? So fuck. If this isn't your like home sipper, like Four Roses is typically typically my go-to home yeah. sipper because it's so like right down the middle. 
dude, this cold weather, drop an ice cube. We drank it neat. It's fine. But like Bobby said, even if it's Diet Cherry 7-Up, don't mix it. <laughs> don't mix He'll it. He'll never live it. Dude, down. I swear to God. Uh, this is pre-prohibition recipe. I don't know the mash bill on this, but obviously it's it's going to probably be in the 70s of corn if I had to guess. Um, and then very little rye. This is just, a. it's so, ex- I said it's like a Buffalo Trace but refined. Yeah. This makes Buffalo Trace seem clunky in comparison for yep. the same style of Kentucky mm-hmm. bourbon. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. Uh, I, I, this is such a buy for me. Hey, Carol, do you have a little bit about this distiller from their website? Oh, yeah, boys, they sure do. This is directly from the Bellmy Bourbon website. It says, in keeping with the history of the brand and to assure that only the finest quality bourbon is labeled Bellmy Bourbon, we painstakingly select barrels sourced from the nation's finest distillers. To ensure that no other bourbon in the world tastes like Bellmead bourbon, we create a proprietary blend using different high-rye content mash bills and complementary yeast strains. Each batch of our well-aged proprietary blend creates the signature flavor profile that makes Bellmead bourbon the award-winning bourbon of choice for the discerning whiskey drinker. This sounds like it's right up your alley, boys, because if you're one thing, you're discerning whiskey drinkers, and so am I. I am hammered. Have, have you ever had a dachshund up your alley? Has that ever happened to you? So Um, inside baseball. So inside. Uh, By the way, high rye doesn't mean a high rye content. It doesn't mean there's a lot of rye in it. High rye is, uh, I I don't know if it's a specific type of rye, but it's just, it's kind of like an industry uh, term is high rye. It doesn't mean it's a rye. Maybe it just grows real high. If this is, if this is three, 4% rye, I think that's what it's topping out. I can't get any I think it's because it grows a foot higher than them other bitch rye. That's because it's high rye. Either that or you got Snoop Dogg blowing weed hits on the rye. It's either high because of weed or high because of literacy, literalness. Wow. I have no do idea. Do you want to just saying. let him go? <laughs> yeah, no, we could do no, an hour of just that. <laughs> just me spitting <laughs> off like redneck nonsense. Just you circling the drain slowly. Actually, yeah. we should do a special episode someday where we all just talk like effeminate rednecks for the entire episode. All right, I figured out what Hi, it is. Y'all. I figured it out. They grow this rye on a mobile flying farm that is only up at 30,000 feet. And then it floats around like that thing from the Avengers. It floats around and they grow the rye on it and it's real high. Okay, so Gina Carano. So getting back to Gina, I, I just, Excellent segue. I, I just, thank you. I, <laughs> it. I needed to fucking pull the ripcord, son. <laughs> we were in free fall. We were definitely um, spiraling. So, we lost so, everybody. So it's going to be kind of sad. That character was starting to become, and you dumb, dumb lady, you were getting, you could barely fight anymore. You could barely act. You were in your perfect role did for she, you. Did she fight? And, since Chris Cyborg made her face no. into no, hamburger? what I'm saying is she used to actually be a really good fighter at her at her zenith. But that being said, what I'm saying is, okay, you can't fight anymore. You're not that great of an actress. You got into your perfect role on one of the biggest shows of the year. They were talking about spinoffs. They were talking about all sorts of shit. And you just couldn't keep your MAGA fucking fingers off your phone. Yep. You just couldn't. You couldn't resist. This is what kills me. And then after she gets canceled, right? So they fire. The Disney execs had... Z- Dude, that happened within hours of the te- of the tweet coming out. Um, she gets fired, and then what does she post next? Not, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed, I'm distraught, blah, 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 please, you know, Jesus, help me, nothing. What she posts is a fucking illustration of what looks like Bilderberg, Rothschild, Illuminati, bunch mm-hmm. of old men sitting around a Monopoly board with all this weird Illuminati symbolism. Basically, anti-Semitic. 
it had a very Jewy feel to it. Let's right. just say that. So not only do you compare fucking Republicans to the Jews in the Holocaust, really hitting it on the fucking head there, Gina. Um, same, same, basically. Um, not only did you fuck that up, but you went and double dipped that cone at fucking Dairy Queen, dude. You got the double dip, dude. And you went in hard and made kind of a Jewy propaganda illustration as your response saying, um, what is it? What is it? This is the how the game's played. We all got to stand up or some fucking yeah, horseshit. Yeah. You know what, dude? It's You're stupid. done. I'm done with you, dude. And it was interesting to see that, like, immediately some right-wing idiot is, like, sending out an olive branch and giving her her own project. So she's like, I'm so excited that I'm going to have Ben Shapiro producing my own project through <laughs> what's his Daily Wire productions or whatever. Is yeah. gonna. And I was like, holy shit. D- triple down. Do do the diary of Man Frank. Do your own, <laughs> like, how you're being treated like the Jews. You're stuck on Twitter in your bathroom taking a huge shit because you know she's on a high-protein diet. And she's just fucking... <laughs> Dude. Typing out the diary of Man Frank. Put on the tank top and show off the manacondas. She eats a lot of beans and and chicken breasts. Uh, yes, for sure. You think you so? Know what I mean, it's hard to hide in crawl spaces when you, you have guys... two canned hams hanging <laughs> off your shoulders. Her farts smell like Zyklon B. I hate to make another Jew <laughs> reference, but do you guys remember Rip Torn's character from the Larry Sanders Show? Oh, of yeah. course, um, Artie. Yeah. There's Body. a very famous scene that's always stuck with me where he's explaining to one of the writers, he's like, do you understand who runs this town? And he's like, yes, the Jews. He's like, no, the gay Jews. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most powerful. <laughs> and that's- she has pissed all of them. All the gay yes, Jews. She has. Well, and it's like I said before, it's one thing if you kind of dance around the trans thing, even though right now that's like insta cancel right, these days. Um Almost to the point where here on the Whiskey Reel, we avoid trans topics in altogether because we would rather talk about us aborting babies with our teeth. Yeah, which is totally fucking, fine. Um, but, but that being said, um, what's scaring me a little bit is that Pablo, who you don't get to see him very often on The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but who technically is The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. if they never see him, um, he sent out an Instagram post and, um, and somebody dug this up and tried to make the false equivocation of these two different posts. Mm -hmm. So you got Gina Carano saying that the right is being treated like pre fucking Holocaust Jews, essentially. Yes. They're being, what did she say? Something about the, the the neighbors. Yeah. Jews weren't first exterminated and gathered up by the Nazis. First, they were reported on, and marginalized by their neighbors. And beat up by children, just like Republic. Oh, you su- you oh, wow. victims. But then Pedro uh, posted, um, it was simply a picture that said 1944 Germany. And it showed a, uh, showed Jews in a concentration camp behind a fence. And then underneath and it said today. And it was all the internment kids from Mexico that were basically taken away from their parents. And That's from a valid fucking now, comparison. Listen, that, <laughs> to me. although you can say it's in poor taste. You can say that it's a little bit edgy. I can make, I can build a bridge to gap that idea together. Mm-hmm. It makes sense in a world. I don't need to agree with it. I don't yep. need to even think that was in good taste, but at least it makes sense. And you're not just, you're not, it's hard, man. When you talk about the Holocaust, man, you better nail it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're saying, you better nail because you will get your ass chewed up like a dachshund in your butthole, dude. I'm just well, saying. I'll say this. <laughs> That is so out of context for our listeners. Um, since the theme of the show seems to be false equivalencies. Yeah, I guess Amen. so. I mean, that's pretty much what's happening. It, it, I mean, everything is a false equivalency. With, you know what I, Like, I am so tired 
of like my libertarian friends who I've identified as a libertarian at times in my life. And then I fall we all out of know love you with voted it. for Gary Johnson that one time. I know I voted for Gary Johnson a lot, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. I still do. <laughs> I love Gary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> every libertarian fan, fan I have is they will make these posts of like, yeah, well, the Republicans and the Democrats are the exact same thing. They're you know the two sides of a di- the same coin or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's not true. Yeah. There's no such fucking thing as this equivalency that you're creating between these two organizations. One of them at any given time is going to be far worse than the other. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm sorry. You cannot fuck it. There's not an argument. We can objectively say right now that the GOP has turned into a nesting place for psychos and conspiracy theorists and whack jobs. And, and it started out as an identity crisis because they didn't want to be the Trumpers. They didn't want to believe that that was going to be the key to them getting into power. And then now that they do, they don't believe the crazy shit that Trump and his fucking troglodyte army believe. But they feel like they have to make it seem like they do just to stay relevant. And it's a fucking what the fuck? Why do they need to pander? Why can't they shake their finger? And go, no, you know what? I don't care how many of you are voters. You're fucking wrong. Fuck off. And, and, go fuck your kinfolk somewhere in the middle of the country because nobody cares about you. Uh, I, that's a strong opinion. And maybe I should backtrack a little bit, but uh, go on. I, I, unfortunately, I honestly, and I hate to say it, we talked about it a little bit before. There was a point of no return, I think, heading the GOP was heading towards. I don't know if they can come back anymore, man. I'm trying to think about it. Like, how can they possibly turn into the grand old party of yesteryear? And I just don't see a path for them. They're doing nothing but doubling down on the Marjorie Taylor Greens. They're doubling down on their all their commentary, all their snowflakey crybaby shit. They keep doubling down on. They refuse to fucking they refuse to 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 alienate and excise anybody that's a radical out of their party for fear of not getting fucking, you know, primaried out in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. They're scared, dude. And they're acting like they're scared. And I, I, it's just, it's really depressing. I, I've never been a GOP but man, I, my like conservative people that I know, how do you like feel good about like what's happening in your party? Like I would right be now, so now th- that Trump's out, there's no way they feel embarrassed. Good. No thoroughly way they embarrassed. Good. Well, I mean, 60% of Republicans, I'm sorry, Bob, before you start, though, just to add some context, latest polling says 60% of Republicans, 60, 60, would jump if uh, they started the Patriot Party. 60% would jump. Not 10, wow. not 20. These aren't marginalized anymore. This is the bulk of, your, of, of the makeup of your party now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, much like Gina Carano, they're, they're going to realize that all of these actions, all of these positions, all of their words are going to have consequences. And obviously for politicians, that happens when we go out and vote. And we just saw a huge example of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't run your fucking mouth like a moron for four years and not expect that you're going to piss off a bunch of fucking people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go out and lose the fucking thing and just cry foul and say, no, I didn't lose. You know right. what I mean? And that's what's actually inciting all of these people to become radicalized Republicans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's because they're convinced that they're being persecuted. When yeah. you when your when your deity has told you to fight and that it was stolen from you specifically, yeah. they stole it from you, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta go out and fight for this because they're stole it from you. When you're having your demigod fucking tell you that shit, mm-hmm. I get it, man. Undereducated, very scared people 
racist. Uh, racist as fuck. Get, get affected when they have somebody that they look up to. It's just like being a child. When your dad tells you to hate a certain race, you grow up hating a certain race. These people are very impressionable, soft-headed, smooth-brained people. They are. Right? <laughs> um, this is this is, this is is who they are, and they're going to yeah. buy whatever Big Daddy well, tells them, man. And you it's know, sad. What I think we're dealing with more than anything with these people is less racist and more xenophobic, and they're afraid of the other. Yeah. Yep. Anything that is not them mm-hmm. is scary and yeah. they don't know how to deal with it and they can't understand their culture and they don't want to yeah. live in, in their neighborhood. And, and it doesn't matter. It, it It's not even necessarily race. It's just something that's different than you. Yeah. And I'm it, hoping that this ends up the way we've seen something similar like this happen in history where you have this president that has a monumental failure at the end of an era. Uh, look back at Herbert Hoover at the end of Herbert Hoover's administration. What did Herbert Hoover do? Herbert Hoover was super xenophobic and he was putting out the propaganda to not have immigrants from at the time was Eastern Europe like Poland and Southern Europe like fucking Italy and saying that they're all going to ruin our culture. Trump did the same thing, but with Mexicans, right? And at Muslims. The, and Muslims. So what, what happened after Herbert Hoover had at the end of his administration had the worst fucking depression we've ever seen in this country at the end of his thing? What happened? FDR comes in. Everything for the next 30 years was FDR and New Deal centric. We are looking at another 30 years of the Republicans being completely fucked and left out of the fucking party. Well, the difference back then was that the Republicans would come in and still uphold and honor the direction of the country. They would look at a president like Eisenhower who did the, you know, interstate mm-hmm. highway program. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a public works program. Yeah, that yeah. is a very it's socialist. That's socialism, right? <laughs> now we don't ever think about it that way. Yeah. But back then, that's exactly what the fuck it was. It was mm-hmm. a social program to put people to work. You know what I mean? it's worse now you're right right now we're seeing a way worse way more intense and way more fiery and and you'd think it wouldn't be because we can communicate with each other so much better and we, we're all more connected than we've ever been but somehow that's made everybody even more divided than fucking 80 years ago well you can put the cancel culture thing like put a button on it sorry 100 years ago sorry it's 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 even worse because now we get a, every four years or eight years depending upon the idiot that's in office you get just the first year of your presidency to reverse everything that your predecessor did, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it was good, regardless of whether it's effective. You just go in and, and fucking That's, backtrack and reverse it all. It's so it's it, gross. It's so trivial and so shitty. Now, granted, that being said, am I happy Biden's doing what he's doing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There was clearly stuff like the Paris Climate Agreement, clearly yeah. stuff like the Iran nuclear fucking deal. There was clearly stuff that needed to be addressed right away immediately i don't know getting by he bought 200 more million doses of vaccine recently (sighs) you know like a grown-up um so yeah unfortunately this is where we're at i i think we've never been further apart i can only hope the gop splinters into two sects um it'll be easier to eliminate all of them when they they split they won't (laughs) they will never win another election if they split period end of story they won't have the strength or the numbers to do it they just won't so i encourage it please do that um but yeah crazy talk about false equivalency real quick because i need to hear this story from Bobby. Um, uh, I've been this? waiting on pins and needles. <clears throat> this is why I don't do that. <laughs> Please, Bobby, Bobby, tell no, us no, your no. man horse stories. It's already. not a, it's just a, it's not even a man horse story. Okay. It's not. Let's, um, let's hear it. This is just a story of Durango. I found this unbelievably adorable because it's the most Durango thing that's ever happened. <laughs> Hashtag so Durango. So Durango. Gross. Oh my God. That's a one I use for a lot of content too. So Durango. <laughs> no, Hashtag um, wax your lip. I'm not dating anyone. 
So, but I spend officially. I spend time. Well, not you're courting. Not, you're talking, as they say, right? I mean, you know, I hang out with people. You're fucking some broads. Dating th- isn't dating somebody like where? Where's the over under on that? Like when you've gone out more than a few times? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I guess you have a conversation, right? Is that what dating is? Is like you? I think you organically just choose to spend time together, right? You just kind of fall into dating. Do you yeah. even need to like? And then say, you have a moment of like, hey, are you fucking anyone else? That's the exclusivity moment. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, different. That's what that is. You, you you strapping on any other dicks or just saying? You know what I'm saying? You putting any feed bags on your fucking face, then? <laughs> oh wow! Feed bags Jesus on your fucking Christ. face could be interpreted in so many awful ways. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let Bobby. Let's move our. Let's let Bobby talk. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, we don't even have to get into this. I'm gonna make it brief. No, you're not. I'm going to wrap this up quick, because, it, but it is a funny story, and obviously there are going to be no names, because I don't want anyone to know the individuals that are in this. So I guess we, as journalists, will have to pry more information out throughout this process. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I mean, we're dealing with a couple of ex-girlfriends here, so... Oh, got to tread lightly. Uh, someone could just go down my news feed and probably figure that yes. shit out. <clears throat> Although most of that's purged. Um, <laughs> so I've been spending time with this one young lady who I dated a few years ago. She and I get along like fucking gangbusters. We have a blast together. We laugh our asses off pretty much constantly. That's what we do. And we do it at a restaurant here in town. And I'm in there one day. She's talking to me about this gentleman that has been courting her mm. like a gentleman with dick pics and the classy stuff that all you that send to ladies stuff, be, you know? to make them love you. Like one text I saw said, so to the tune of, let's, I think it's about time we figure out if my cock fits in your mouth. And I'm like, wow, you are, wow, you are a courtly gentleman. Now, now that's something <laughs> I put in my Valentine's Day card to Katie because we have a unique relationship and have known each other for 10 years. But to open with that. I mean, it, <laughs> it seemed pretty early on. For that to so, be part of first act. This gentleman is a friend of mine, was a friend of mine. Fan of the podcast as well for Fan a while. Fan of the podcast for a while. Um, he has essentially cut me off. Oh, no. Uh, so she's telling me about this gentleman. I know the gentleman. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what? Last week, which this happened, I saw him in here having a sandwich with his girlfriend. Yeah. To which she replied, what the fuck? He has a girlfriend. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Slow down. I asked our other mutual friend, hey, man, what's going on with blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. He informed me very quickly. Oh, no, they broke up. Like, that's not a thing or whatever. I was, okay. like, oh, I was like, you're in the clear. You know what I mean? Guy that, <laughs> by the time I got that done, she had already texted this guy. Yep. You know, accusing. Oh, you got a fucking girlfriend. And, right, 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 and he's like, Who's, who told you this? Yes. And of course, her answer is, well, Bobby did. Well, yeah, you of know, course. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> you have to remember this, though, Bobby. You, how did you not know she was immediately going to start the texts? <laughs> well, because I wasn't really thinking two steps ahead. I was just having a conversation over five Fernets. So uh, I okay. <laughs> actually, that's not even true. I don't think I had any Fernets that day, but to, <laughs> I digress. Uh, so he immediately got mad at me and started communicating to her that he wanted to beat the shit out of me, to which she got mad and stood up for me. And she's like, well, you need to understand this guy's one of my best friends in yeah. the whole world and I will choose him over you. So just oh, shit. Yeah. And so we would run into each other, all of us, because I spend time with her whenever I can. And he made the comment that he was like, I can't believe how much you guys like hang out and laugh together. And like, what are you guys even talking about? 
and what you know like just obviously jealous as fuck of course I'm, and super but I'm spending time with this girl like which is funny because it's like how how much of an idiot is this person that he sees somebody with a history over years and goes how come i don't have the same rapport yeah exactly it's like what the fuck so like a true classy human male he decided it would be the best course of action to start hitting on my other ex-girlfriend Oh, of course. Because, you know, what's good for the goose, that type of shit, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is, by the way, really fucking unfair to her. Like, that's a really shitty fucking move. I'm I'm not saying he's not interested in her. Maybe he is interested in her. I'm sure he is. She's lovely. She's a gorgeous woman. But, like, she's also an adult. But it's also, like, really fucking rude. And and yeah. I think unfair. It's definitely insincere. to use her as a to use her as a a, a gambit. Yeah, use you know her as a I game mean? piece. Yeah, as a game piece. Sure. And so they had been talking whatever. I had no idea. And honestly, I'm not with this girl, so that's her business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until <laughs> it turns out that they had had some conversations about me, and so he decided I'm going to go back to this other girl with this stuff that this one has told me and try to basically lambaste me and destroy my character make up some crazy you shit know? too and i don't know what was made up i don't know i'm not gonna get into conjecture about yeah. you know i know what was said i know some of it's fucking bullshit a hundred percent um and that turned into a big fight between the two of them and she pretty much told him i guess i don't know to to not contact her anymore that thing that that made him really happy <laughs> When he, he cost himself this girl that he was trying to have intercourse with. So then. <laughs> what happened like seconds later? I contact my ex because we are in contact with each other. We, we have, I think we have a fairly decent relationship still. And I'm like, hey, what did you say to this gentleman and why? <laughs> and, you know, she was immediately like taken aback and she's like, what are we talking about? And so I explained the whole situation to her. She texts him and tells him. Don't ever contact me again, and we're done. So now he's doubly fucking happy with me. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, one time in my life, I haven't done a fucking thing wrong. You didn't really do anything wrong. I haven't done anything wrong. Well, you could argue that it was a slight misstep to say something to girl A, knowing she would do something about it before you could wait the 10 seconds to get the answer. Obviously, a misstep. That's it. But not there was no intentionality there. I don't care if she wants to date that guy. You know what right? I mean? Who cares? Who cares? No, as far as I know, this dude too is a, is a. I know this guy. He's a chill dude, as far as I knew, until I heard all this crazy nonsense. Yeah. So I I don't even know where we're at with it right now. But I just realized that like I'm involved in like some. I mean, obviously, it's not a love triangle. <laughs> the love rhombus. <laughs> it's a love rhombus, I guess. <laughs> Except that like. No one is actually dating anybody no, in this whole scenario. Nobody's really, but dating. everyone's acting like a fucking jealous girlfriend or a jealous boyfriend yes. in the situation, and everyone knows everyone else, and it's just the most Durango, Colorado thing yes. I've ever experienced in my entire life. I, it only leads me to one question after hearing that story: People still send dick pics, dude. This is the thing I don't understand. <laughs> is that, that still a thing? Constantly, I, I have never sent wow. a dick pic to anybody except my Your wife. wife. Right. Who has requested it? Yes. Like she's like, send me a picture of your dick. I want to get all hot and bothered. If I'm on a trip or something or away from her, makes sense. But never have I opened with that, which we see on Tinder all the fucking time. That guys just are like, fuck it, show it to him. And I'm like, nobody wants to see that. And honestly, until you've really developed a rapport with somebody and you're actually dating and possibly at the exclusivity point, should you be a being that forward by throwing your dick out there, or b putting 
a picture of your dick in the hands of someone that you might not be able to trust. Lord knows what they'll do with it. Has anybody that sent a dick pic ever had a conversation with a girl? Because the last time I checked, not overly enthusiastic about them. No. Um, they share them and laugh, not no, because it, it may be small or whatever, but they just think it's silly. Yeah. Like, you're a child. Oh, here we go. And it's usually followed up quickly by send nudes. Right? You know, because obviously- It's like, I already sent my dick, so I get to see all your pots. And by the way, you don't, you're not giving that girl a choice- in whether or not she has to look at your fucking smelly old dick. Yeah, maybe sure. ask. You know what I mean? You're just sending your smelly cock to her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it smells. No, it's, okay. and it's Have it's you ever less, met a man? Yeah, it's always it's <laughs> never great. I've your never, dick smells. I don't I've never smelled <laughs> but, dick. And, and and what do you do? So so now that you know that, what do you do? Do you go, hey, would you mind too terribly? <laughs> If I sent you a picture of my dick, no, you can't do that either because that that even it all it, it smacks of desperation to me when someone sends a I mean, dick pic over. It's gross. <laughs> to me, it right. makes me think of those guys who all they do is talk about how big their dick is because they're so scared of anybody seeing it. Mm. Like they're they're like fucking. God forbid a chick sees them if they're not fluffed. You know right? what I'm saying? It's those guys that are so hypersensitive well, God about God forbid their dick. a chick sees any of our dicks if they're not fluffed, because when they're in their smallest form, we all have unimpressive dicks. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen those, though. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. it no, just seems... Women so, understand what it, dicks look like. So, Some of them. <laughs> it's so sad and juvenile to me. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't get it. It's borderline know. sexual assault. It is. It, unsolicited, just putting your dick out. A dick is not... I don't know about you, but ask a chick, or when I see one on TV, I they're jarring to see. Sometimes when I see my own, I'm like, ah, fuck. But that's what I'm saying is like, I don't. That's a actually a great point. Where where does the line of a like where does the line of assault drawn? Mm -hmm. Like if I force a pick upon you, because if you get a text, you open it. Yeah. There's your dick. You don't have a choice. What, but what's to the see difference it. between that and an old man in a park wearing a rain jacket just I, showing people? I, I, his I dick? don't what's know. The that's, a very, a, that's a great question. You know At least I mean? there was. A, There's an established relationship. You guys slightly. have liked each other on Tinder yeah. or whatever. But yeah. if it's not requested, that's not necessarily true. It's not consent. I could I could get a girl's number that doesn't know I have her number from a third and party send and send her a dick pic. Yep. Is yep. that assault? She kind of feels gross. It's super gross. I don't know. It's weird. It's I feel now, assaulted every time now, I see a dick. Now this every shows time. the differences in sexes. Now, same thing happens. Rando girl gets your number, mm -hmm. shows you, gives you your boobies. You're not telling the cops. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm just saying, the FBI is going to have a quiet phone. Hi, is there- Well, beautiful yeah. breasts are not a smelly old dick. I just- <laughs> Wow, you are really against dicks. I, I was sent- They bum me out. They bum me out. They bum me I out. was sent this picture of these bodacious tatas, and uh, it offended my religious sensibilities. It offended everything. Could you please go to this young lady's house and have a stern chat with her? Because I feel assaulted by the- Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're recording this call for our podcast. This has never happened. <laughs> no one has ever done that. Nobody. Nobody ever. No, that um, is a huge difference between the sexes. Though. But also, you have to be aware that there are differences- between the sexes. Amen. There's a reason that we have to be respectful of women because you know what? They fucking deserve to be respected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's a very disrespectful act. I have no fucking use for this guy anymore, quite yeah. frankly. And they all I'm very insulted hey. that, not, I mean, I, whatever. If he would have just earnestly been trying to date my ex-girlfriend, fucking fair fucks to you, buddy. Good luck. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And, I'm, yeah. She's great. So and, have fun. And to not, not to defend this dude at all. Uh, because his actions are, are indefensible. Do I know this guy? Yeah, you probably yeah, do if you, you saw do. him. Uh -huh. His actions are indefensible, but to just give you a little perspective, 
Homeboy is going through a really, really bad breakup with a chick he was with forever. Yeah. So it just sh- it doesn't it doesn't That's necessarily mean he gets him out, but you can see how people's worst comes out when they become the most vulnerable. That's crazy. I remember and the most threatened. I remember going through a really bad divorce. I don't remember acting like that. That's weird. No, I came out of a divorce and ironically started dating character A in this whole play. Yeah. And the reason she and I started dating is because I made her laugh and I was sweet to her and I said nice things to her mm-hmm. and I told her she was pretty. And you and showed her your smelly old dick. When I showed her my smelly old dick, <laughs> it was because she was naked in my bed. And that, yeah. that is <laughs> and it was about to go, It's okay if it's about to go inside their body, you can show it to them so they know what's going inside their know. body. I just cut a hole in a sheet. I don't want Honestly, any- do you, See, you're still so Jewish. I'm you're still... S- you're still that Jewish? Hashtag or? so kosher. <laughs> so anyway. You remember, speaking of, sorry, weird tangent. Do you guys remember the episode of the Upright Citizens Brigade where the guy converted to, Ju- converted to Judaism and it's just smash cuts of him doing different things through the hole in the sheet? I can do anything I want through the hole in the sheet. He's got like a pork leg through the hole in the sheet. Stupid. He's fucking his own TV through a hole in the sheet. And then he gets accidentally transported to the past and switched with like Jesus. So now the entire Christian religion got changed to instead of a crucifix, it's a guy fucking a TV set through a hole in the sheet. It's their religious icon. Upright Citizens Brigade, check it out. Amy Poehler, old school fucking sketch comedy show. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, they're one of the biggest uh, improv groups they in are. the country. They are improv the, and sketch. The between them, UCB. the Groundlings, yeah, UCB in New York, Groundlings, Second, Second City, City. In, yep. in the Groundlings in LA. That is the those are that's where we get all of our SNL casts. Yeah, from. and I yep. hate most of those people. You don't yeah, like I, improv? The long form shit? It's uh, fun as shit, dude. I, I if I improv. have to sit through another shitty improv. Well, that's because you grew uh, up, you, you, you were in LA trying to be an actor and sitting through all your friends' like shitty improv. But when it's done well, like Thomas Middleditch's shit on Netflix, the long form shit that they did. I, it just irritates me. Hey, guys, let's play Elevator. Well, like, that's no, there's how improv about I fucking kill short, you. Dude, there's short improv games like comedy sports or fucking Whose Lines It Anyway, which, which runs out of its fucking quality. After a while, you're like, I can't handle this anymore. But when you're doing a long form thing where you're creating a 45 minute show based on shit people suggested. I would rather, I swear to God, dude. For a guy who pretends to be I, so cultured. I would rather, <laughs> I would rather all you guys send me your sweaty dick pics right. of your fucking stinky dick. Stupid, <laughs> old, smelly dick. Speaking of people that may or may not have old or sweaty dicks, we need to get to our sponsor. Oh, we beautiful. Do. Mountainside Entertainment presents a Ben Shapiro joint, written and directed by burgeoning ingenue Gina Carano. When Tig and Gwen defeated the White Snakes and escaped to Bangkok, they never expected to meet another white devil, the China White. After a drug deal gone bad, to save their lives, they had no choice but to join an underground Thai fighting ring managed by none other than formerly female femme fatale. Gina Carano. Welcome to the snake pit, fuckers. These snakes don't fight, but they sure as fuck fight. Loosely based on elements from the film novelization of White Snakes by legend Hans Hollenbeck. This new film has been called Highly Actionable by Snakes vs. creator Blake Crouch. After you've battled the night and embraced the white... Now is the time to fight snakes. <laughs> Stupid.
coming to Clomper this fall. All right, everybody, we're back. If you want to send us a voicemail, you can send us one at 970-426-5344. Docs and butt liquor. 970-426-5344. Leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text, or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whiskeyreel. Now, originally, I thought we didn't have uh, a voicemail, uh, and then it turns out... Uh, a friend of ours may have gotten wind about our yeah, sponsor. Bobby has a furrowed brow. What's going What's going on right now? You seem concerned. Well, I mean, he this gentleman's a, a longtime friend of this podcast, one of our greatest contributors. We've collaborated many, many times. Mm-hmm. Twice. And, you know, <laughs> many times. Many successful. Many, many successful. <laughs> and I'm a little uh, concerned about the tenor of this voicemail. I know. Um, what's going I on? to it. Because uh, I haven't listened, but you did and Carol did. I don't know what's going on from a licensing standpoint with uh, the, the the snakes first. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, but Blake seems to have some concerns. Well, let's listen. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh, Blake Crouch. Um, I was trying to reach the uh, whiskey reel. Look, I have heard through the grapevine that you guys are in talks with... Gina Carano to make a movie called Fight Snakes. I don't know if you're aware, but I wrote a book that became a movie and it's called Night Snakes. And it was such a big success. I wrote a second book called White Snakes and it was even bigger. I own this property. And if you fuck with me, I will destroy you. Destruction. Holy shit, man. I don't. Well, like, is I, he, he's, is he he's serious? like scorched fucking earth. Dude. Is he serious right now? Because usually we're like, hey, boys, they just got another voicemail. Oh, you Jesus guys wanna... Christ. Yeah. What the? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, how many okay. times have you called somebody and left a voicemail back to back? That's not good. Only when you're breaking up with somebody, right? It's not. Is he uh-huh. breaking yeah, up with somebody? No, it's not good. Fuck. Hi, it's, uh, it's, it's Blake. Blake Crouch again. Haven't heard from you. I left a message an hour ago. I, I don't think you know who you're fucking with, okay? When I say destroy you, look, okay, I'm just gonna be real. I'm just gonna be real. I was already, I was already writing a book called Fight Snakes. It's about fighting snakes, not like fighting snakes. Like it's about snakes that fight. Like these are snakes that fight snakes. It's genius. So. If you don't want to get into a protracted legal situation, let's just talk. Maybe we can all sit down. Maybe I can write the screenplay. I would do it for scale. Let's talk. You got to call me back. Well, it looks like, uh, all right, well, what this, do we do? This seems like all out war. And quite frankly, I'm much more scared of fucking Jackie than I am of him. Yep. So if he wants smoke, dude, we can fight it out in the pit. I'm going to say <laughs> true to the nature of the fucking concept. If he wants to fight Snake, we can fight Snake. Jesus. Uh, we're going to get like some sort of cease and desist, I'm sure. Yeah, well, cease and desist, whatever. You know? Nah, so, we'll see him in court. What has he got? All this money? No, oh, he's got all this money. Yeah, he's got all this money. Fuck. You can't go. look down on us from your estate and give us mere crumbs and pittance, <laughs> sir. Okay? We're an invaluable part of this property. Do you understand? And I'll have you, dude, I've got fucking Sidney Powell on retainer. 
when she's done with the whole fucking smart tech dominion okay. thing, all right. so when she's done with that, right. she's working for us. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh, I, I'm taking a neutral stance on this because Knuckles scares me. She's yeah that's, yeah that's yeah. true yeah yes. she's intimidating. Fucking ginger wonder twin powers activate and we're fucking dead. <laughs> wow. Form of ice freckle. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we <laughs> that was the voicemails that we have that we're scared shitless of. Yeah, but well, we whatever. We're going to write it till the wheels fall right? off. Right? We need to do something that we've been fucking slacking on. We ran this contest very briefly where one person actually <laughs> sent in a voicemail. <laughs> so, so who won? Congratulations, John Brown, who gave us a shitload. He gave us a shitload of, of nicknames, so I feel like he deserves it. So, John Brown, if you're listening, hit me or Bobby up or send a text to the Google uh, voice number, and we will get you a $100 gift card to whatever you want. He's already reached out to me because he doesn't talk to me ever, which was surprising. He reached out to me, and he would like to donate $100 to Planned Parenthood. I oh, nice. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I don't know why. Well, like, it makes sense. <laughs> it's just a weird call, but I'll respect it. Because he's got too many kids, right? Like, when you have 13 no, kids. He only has three kids. Three is a shitload, dude. It's... it's- that's a really standard number. For, the, for this generation, Isn't that like almost national shipper. average? Making your way in kids? the world today takes everything you got. Wow. <laughs> playing, the, playing the sex game fast and loose. Spreading your dick snot. Ew. Dick's... Wouldn't you like to get away? I've actually been doing a little Cheers marathon. I Good know you. Have. I forgot how fucking great that show was. It, that you said that's your it default button. You go back to Cheers or Frasier when you're like, I just need a safety safe to go back to yeah. something I know is going to be good. Or obviously Scrubs. Or Scrubs, yeah. And so a gentleman named Ben, who's been one of our listeners since uh, near the beginning, reached out to me via Facebook and said the following: "Quote." Took a few weeks off the podcast as I had some medical shit I had to focus on for a while, but getting caught back up. Want to say you guys are gods among men or men among mice, whatever dumb shit analogy you want to go with. Every bit of the podcast is gold. I especially love the pearls. After an hour of intelligent shit talking, you guys drop legit knowledge bombs that are really good, thoughtful notions. Freaking love you drunks. Keep it up, my man. And that really honestly fucking made me think that for a second there, I get, you know how we all are. We kind of second guess ourselves. If you listen to this, you can be like, are we being really fucking like self-involved and being like, we actually have these pearls of wisdom to share with people. But it's good to see that people fucking appreciate that shit, no matter how tongue in cheek it is sometimes. It's also good to see that someone actually stays that long on the podcast to hear them. Because, I mean, I have a guess that, like, most people check out after about an hour. Most podcasts, people listen to the first 45 minutes, roughly, of, and they stop. And I think that's because of general commute times. People listen to the beginning of it. And then by the time they get back in their car, their feed has put something else above it. And they're like, oh, shit, Joe Rogan. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to pick Rogan. As long as it checks the boxes. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. So now that we have uh, (laughs) had to delete a whole bunch of content, you guys didn't hear the last 15 minutes of us calling (laughs) Captain Dick Pick out by name. Wow. May or may not be former frontman of Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Dix. We're not sure. May or may not. Unsubstantiated. We're not sure. All I know is WandaVision happened this week. Another episode of WandaVision. And while it didn't have that crazy button that showed you, holy shit, the X-Men universe is a thing now. It did reveal some super awesome shit to us. And Bobby... First of all, this episode is replete with fucking Easter eggs. Like every WandaVision episode. Um, I know Aaron has not seen this episode yet, so I don't want to get into any dicey territory necessarily because I want you to enjoy it. Uh, But I can tell you that the costumes are fucking (laughs) up front. The coolest thing about this. They put Scarlet Witch 
Yes. Or, I'm sorry. Wanda in, in her Scarlet Witch, old school Scarlet like six, Witch Halloween late 60s, costume. Right? Nice. Late 60s they put Witch. Vision in his old school Vision nice. costume. They put Quicksilver, including yeah. the hair. Yes. In the hair, especially. The two kids, which I, uh, Speed and I can't remember the other kids. Yeah, code name. But yeah, I can't remember. So basically, they have the powers of their pa- right. of, the, of of Wanda and Pietro, and mm-hmm. so one of them's called Speed. The other one I can't remember his fucking name. But he dresses basically like Scarlet he Witch. Does. And they it, explain it, it was, so weird, where like the Vision says is like I'm a I'm a luchadore, like I'm a Mexican wrestler, but it's like spot on the old one. And what did she say she was? She was a, a Sokovian fortune teller. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like she's dressed like, and I, that actually harkens back. Like, like that's real. That's that's kind of where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of really cool content in this fucking show. It's not as explosive as last week's was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more tongue-in-cheek and fun. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going on right now mm-hmm. about what was revealed in this episode. And I don't know if we want to get into that stuff. But like, I had, there's one theory I read that actually kind of makes... Like a lot of sense. So, really? like, yeah. What was Aaron, it? you cool with us? Damn, deep down? All right. I'm going to so still watch he's it. Not, he doesn't give a shit about spoilers. We I'm going to still watch it. Yeah. I don't care. One thing that we're learning is that there's a very good chance that Pietro is not necessarily Pietro. who we think he is. Oh, nice. So okay. that, and that we might actually be seeing slowly the reveal of the big villain. Mm. That's in this and oh. making and sort of pulling the strings. Do you know what's funny with keeps, that? And I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's funny with what you just said that struck me was Pietro's not Pietro. That's well, the point. That's the point. So when you said that, I'm like, yeah, because he is. But, but, and like, I want to touch on that before Bobby gets to continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's what we did learn in this episode is it is Pietro. It just looks different because he has all the same memories and he is the version that we saw get killed by Ultron, but he doesn't know himself why he looks different. So my guess, my theory at this moment is that somehow she pulled the visuals and pulled this guy out of another multiverse universe, but it has the consciousness and of Pietro and he's Pietro, not whatever the outside, the the other Quicksilver that's not in the ultimate ultimate universe. His secret identity isn't even Pietro. It's a whole different, it's a, he's a lyncher because they're, yeah, in that universe, they're both Magneto's kids. In that universe. Kids. Yeah. Right. That changed with the Ultimates, though, It right? changed with the Ultimates. The yeah. Ultimates became a thing, and then they've kind of gone hard on the Ultimates rather than the old version. Uh, of course. Um, one of the cool Easter eggs that happens in this is Pietro calls uh, the two boys Demon Spawn, yeah. which is actually exactly what they are. Yeah. Because yeah. Wanda created them in the comic books out of bits and pieces of Mephisto, mm-hmm. which you brought up. You brought up Mephisto. Um, he keeps mentioning, so like there's obviously relevance to the dialogue and these little hints that are being dropped. Hmm. And he, multiple times in the show, I don't remember how, how many times, but he refers to himself kind of as a nightmare. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's a huge Marvel villain. Yes. Called Nightmare. Yes. That feeds on psychic energy and yeah. people's dreams and you know what I mean? Like that whole thing. Kind of like so Sandman. Then, yeah. So from Can that it, point, does that say because let's to to not spoil anything too hard for Aaron, but no, it's fine. I mean, there's a point where she realizes that the efforts to get in and to break through the, her newly reinforced red force field. Uh, now, now that those efforts are starting to get worse and people are getting in, at one point she just essentially explodes and starts to send the barrier of that out. Just Wanda sizing everything for miles, just and they're like running from it like it's a tornado Whoa. in a car. And so I'm wondering, we all go, Jesus Christ, we had no idea Wanda's that powerful, 
but now is it this other the nightmare working through her right right well, yeah that makes know, sense well I, and it creates a, a, a level of fear because you're seeing like like because we know how powerful she is and if she can just expand this thing infinitum in de- yeah indefinitely like, she could turn everything into her world right i mean she's all of a sudden like a thanos the, level fucking yeah. threat that was the threat in the beginning very beginning of the series was we don't know if this could grow yeah. that was a very real thing neil is interesting what you said again it's almost better. I almost like doing this. I think every week somebody should not watch it because I think it adds some <laughs> no, good context. But I can't, think I can't about be it. that guy ever. No, it's weird <laughs> and different. it seems very minor and I hate, I don't want to fucking keep going on because I love the nightmare theory because I believe nightmare also fed off fear. Yes. Um, yeah. So, which would make sense in the context of that. But you know, it's just kind of weird and it's very fucking base. But if you ever notice Quicksilver's hair look like horns. Yeah. yeah. Mephisto. A little bit. So I mean I don't even, I don't know if it's that easy and that on the nose because it's on the nose but right. it's just there are little things like that within the context of this because although they draw from canon nothing that we're seeing has ever been written mm. so it's yeah. not like we can go oh with like the boys like oh well in the graphic novel this happened and yes they may change it a little bit here and there or with infinite uh, crisis on infinite earths or yeah. with or with any uh, god. One of these days, they better make secret wars. Secret, secret fucking wars, wars dude. It's, um, oh. That's that's the next for you, fucking well, and Kevin they, and Feige. And they won't do it. Like, and the brilliance of them doing these things is they never do it exactly like the comics because you can't because the comic content directly translated to film isn't going to work. So you pick the best elements and do something new so that the comic book nerds that's your base don't feel like that they've yeah. been gypped. Sorry, gypsy community. I use the word gypped. You don't feel like they're getting gypped out of wow. out of new content and still get all of their little feels rubbed. You wanted to we're, say uh, Jude, we're didn't not, you? We're not big in the gypsy community. <laughs> we're not? Uh, the travelers don't like us? It's not really. No? I, uh, come to think of it, I don't know anybody that puts down asphalt poorly anywhere. <laughs> wow. That was a well, hard I mean, dig yeah, on the gyps. You're right. Like When they adapted in, um, the Infinity War, like... At no point does Nebula steal the fucking gauntlet, and you know what I mean. Like, which I was like waiting for. There's always twists and turns, but I wasn't disappointed. I wanted a new story. I wanted the feeling of it. I wanted the the spirit. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, the idea. Tom but, Bombadil's not in Lord of the Rings, no. which is unfortunate, right? But yeah. it felt like Lord of the Rings. But but this this universe they're building with WandaVision has never been touched upon. Really. So so they have complete liberty to take any fucking yeah, creative license they want, which is really exciting. Yeah, and that creative license, for all we know, we know Disney, and Disney knows us, and they know our audience. They know that planting all these seeds with these little nerdy moments could very well be a way for them to distract us from the real thing because that's what they do a lot. Nobody really called what was going to happen, how Endgame worked out, how they they were going to get from Infinity War to Endgame. There was a million theories, while some of them were slightly accurate to certain... What we didn't see is what everybody thought. Fucking Ant-Man was going to burst through, (laughs) was going to go up Thanos' dickhole or something and then explode. No, so we're not seeing that. But at the same time, what... Where do you think it's going, Bobby? Like, where do you like what's that was actually my next question for you guys is like, what I mean, obviously, we're coming to the end of this thing now, and I I, can't imagine there's gonna be nine episodes, right? There's nine episodes, so we have three left. Third, we're we're approaching the end game for this series, and I'm I mean, one, I think this like the main focus of the show for me probably is the finding a way to bring vision back into the interesting point. Now, how now with what happened in this episode where he 
pushes himself through like sheer force through the barrier yeah, and to try to talk to somebody because he goes to this other segment of a neighborhood because it seems like her power isn't infinite on the outskirts of the area that she's if if they're really far away from her on an opposite side of this neighborhood they're all essentially like sims characters paused and he starts mm. to reach out and go see them and he's yeah. like what the fuck's going on realizes what's happening and tries to push himself through the force field but after he does that you see pieces of him coming off and getting sucked back into the force field, and he's essentially not able to live outside right. the hex, yep. quote unquote. Yep. So, do you think that he is going to be dead once this thing's over? Like no. he needs it? To- no, I, 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 there's one of two things right off the bat when you said that that could happen. Uh, Wanda, like when she becomes Scarlet Witch, is so powerful. I think she could add a certain degree of her po- power infinitum. I mm. think she can basically keep him alive. And do what she needs to do. She's that powerful. Yeah. So that's the first thing I could think. Or if they really wanted to kind of be really cool, they could just let him die, man. And and the thing, mm-hmm. what you said, where is it going to go? There's three episodes. Listen, these guys aren't idiots. This is all a means to an end by virtue of the fucking phases and the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. By the end of this episode, we are going to get some fantastic foreness cracking whether that's like some civil war last episode where they all get together to fight a common enemy something's going to happen where they're going to be able to go we're taking this and now we're kicking the football down to the next and i I think very much so first of all paul bettany's under contract so Mm -hmm. i think he's gonna be alive okay um he because he still has a couple of movies on his deal all right as far as i know um i think this is going to end with a huge cameo which is going to be the biggest thing on television ever, even maybe bigger than CGI Luke Skywalker, is Doctor Strange is going to show up. Yeah. Because she is a huge part of Doctor Strange into yeah. the multiverse or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, she's a big character in that. I have a feeling this is the bridge into that, and he's going to be the ultimate thing that's, that shows up in the end yeah. and maybe takes her. And we've said to other people, if you guys aren't as into this as we are, that the next Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange in name and name alone. It will be focused on him, but it is going to be similar to Civil War, where there's a shitload going on, and we've slapped his name on it to make it part of this series. It's going to be a big Avengers-style movie. Yeah. And now, this all being said, I propose the theory that the WandaVision is a one and done season yep. thing. Like there's 100%. no way that they can keep this up. No, no. WandaVision, the name alone attached to how they did this with the weird sitcom thing and everything is not sustainable longer no. than this nine episodes. Nor season. should it be. That's why I said, I think it's yeah. a means to an end. So you said I that we're going to have some fantastic four. four stuff, but now they've already alluded to that. They've alluded that they're going to like hint at it, but, but I think you, they're going to, you're going to see them, but you're not going to see them as the fantastic four. No, you're Maybe gonna see, not. You're going to see Rex them as, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as Reed Richards. Reed yeah. Richards. I mean, Rex Reed. So <laughs> she's already a <laughs> old person. Okay, Boomer. Thanks, old guy. Thank you, Boomer. Gene Shallot. <laughs> Fuck stick. What am I saying? Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, they've alluded to that. Reed. She mentioned in the show last week, I think. She was talking about an astrophysicist that she knows. Mm. That kind ah, of thing. yes, yes, yes. Um, there's been some other little, little hinty things. She might have okay. some latent shit. So going then on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to counter your, the big fucking reveal is gonna be that Doctor Strange comes in somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say because they want to go the Monica route, the big cameo is gonna be Captain Marvel. 
That would make a lot of fucking sense. That would make sense too. I don't think we're any of us are wrong. <laughs> like by by oh, virtue no. of that, the, like, the legit, fully formed Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel are all going to roll in, beat the shit out of Wanda, and be like, "Go." <laughs> I, I thought like maybe like to save something, you would see. You know, uh, you know Rex Reed, the movie guy. Uh, you, no, but you would see like Gr- Grimm's, and you'd see everybody go up in the ship. Ben Grimm pre rocks where they, well, where like that might be the saving grace. Like we have to go out to space to do something, and that would be the genesis. It okay. could be a five minute scene with John Krasinski, who I guess is yeah, he's yes! Reed Richards. So yeah. he could pop in. And it could be a five-minute scene and just a conversation where he explains this That's is how it. this all and works. And that would be perfect. And, then, psh, and, and that would that dip is out. Just yep. the leap off. So into... who's going to – Who? okay, speaking of which, quick tangent before we get into the next thing, which is music. Um, thinking Krasinski is going to be Reed Richards. Who's going to be the other characters? Do you guys know? Have you heard any whispers? Um, I, I haven't. I've heard bits and pieces, but it's tough. I The, the, the funny thing is – Fuck it. If you're going to introduce him in, in, in WandaVision, have Chris Evans also be fucking Johnny Storm. It's like he was happen. in the OG movie. But, but because did, he was, say what you will about those terrible movies, he was a perfect Johnny Storm. He was, he was the best was part of the fucking movie. I'm going to say Gina Carano for Ben Grimm. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got the shape. She's got the acting chops. Yeah, She's Roxy boxed Boxy. Out. She mm-hmm. is boxed out, dude. It's clobbering time. <laughs> Krasinski... Being married to Emily Blunt. So Blunt, Ooh. she kind of leaps to mind. She'd be great. She'd be I great. Mean, she's a uh, wonderful fuck actress. It. Who's great? Fuck it, dude. Put Pam she's in there. She's not just gorgeous. Fuck it. Do office recap. Put, fucking put Pam in there. Put Jenna Fisher in. <laughs> so Everybody will go see it just James Gunn's wife. Dwight, yeah. Dwight Schrute is the human torch. And then Schrute <laughs> is the torch. <laughs> yeah, brother. That shit would rock. Um, I don't know. I mean, Emily Blunt would be obviously. That amazing. would be a great pick. Makes um, sense. It's a little on the nose, though. Ah, but whatever. Even so, who would be your grim? Tom Hardy, Ben Grimm. <laughs> no, no. I, I no, just no. thought Bobby. Would get I never happy. thought he would turn down a Tom Har- Hardy casting. No, in his Tom life. Hardy's going to be Wolverine, and everyone needs to stop talking talking about. Oh. It. No, fuck you. Jared Kizo should be fucking Wolverine. Goddamn. Uh, I don't be, know if he has the chops. Great. He's got comedy he chops, great. but I think he's a one note salad. No, I don't. I think he's got some depth. I think we'll he see. can do it. I just Dude. these Sony one-off Spider-Man character movies, though, and like speaking of Tom Hardy, they tend like, to shit the bed. They tend to shit the bed. But this Venom is supposed to be good. Dumb. But Venom this was is so stupid. But good. guess what? It made a shitload of money and it got a sequel because people yeah. apparently want to see so, it. So and he's kind of locked into that and, Venom role, and that's because of the character. The problem is Sony can't bank on that because Venom is one of these characters, much like Punisher, that a bunch of idiot rednecks that don't understand the actual character somehow identify so greatly with it. Anyway, music. let's move to the music. Send your dick pics to whiskeyreal so, at gmail.com. We have. It's been said that sometimes we can be a little bit of a one note and focus too much on just one artist kind of like we did with run the jewels and i'm not saying i'm not getting myself in a gina carano style situation by comparing this artist no you're artists not to fucking run the jewels not whatsoever but i still am all about this pretty reckless band led by taylor momson cindy lou who from the old grinch show the album that i had talked about with that last song uh just came out on february 12th so the full album is available and i wanted to do another song because i love this chick i love this band you could argue that it's a little cookie cutter with the way that they go about it, but something about her executing and the band executing this hard rock feel that I have missed for so long to have something like this be prevalent now with a world that has almost no rock music in it. 
I felt like I wanted to bring another song. It's, dude, it's like we were talking about last week with what I was talking about bands that it feels like a, a 90s renaissance. Like mm-hmm. all, all these like 19 and 20 year old kids are playing like Pavement and all these like band like Melvins and right. like. So this kind of fits within the context of that. It does. Where it feels like it's just good old fashioned rock, which when's the last time you heard a rock band? Yeah. And when I, I mean, honestly, this, when I listen to these songs, I'm like, holy fucking, I mean, this is just everything I heard on the radio and I liked on my hard rock stations. Shout out to my Bay Area kids, KSJO, which got d- completely deleted from existence in like 2006, but they were the hard rock station I listened to as a kid. They did mandatory Metallica at 10 p.m. every night where they'd play like 10 Metallica songs in a row. Okay. Fuck you. God, Aaron, you're so negative all the time. <laughs> Bobby was thinking it. <laughs> now, Bobby has said specifically he does not dig this band very much. I was like, I, I, I spoon fed you a super hot, angry chick with an amazing voice. And you're like, ah, 8.2 like on Pitchfork. I can't handle it. I like the band. They're fine. It's just reminiscent of a genre of music that I've fallen out of love with. Okay. You know what I mean? Because they it, it's very much this new metal, post-new metal. Post-new metal, huh? You know, kind of Otepi, you know, Evanesi. See, no, <laughs> fuck you. Don't put them in the same no, boat as Evanesi. I think that's Evanesi's why I said band. Paramore, and I'm going to stick to it. Paramore? Paramore. They're harder it. than Paramore. But when Her you've encountered, better, I think. When you've encountered Brody Doll, then everything's downhill. Yeah, it really is. Sorry. You when guys. you once you play the, the boomer. play the song. <laughs> you boomers. So this song is called Death by Rock and Roll. It is the title track. The name of the album is Death by Rock and Roll. Just got released on February 12th. Pick it up at your local Tower Records. At your local Tower Records. <laughs> is what I would tell people because at that's when the Sam era Good, at the Go Sam Goody. At Sam Goody or pay 10 extra dollars to buy it from Circuit City instead. That's true. All right, Death by Rock and Roll by Pretty Records. John forgot what he was on, but he broke the needle, dead and gone. But in my tombstone, when I go, just put death by rock and roll. how like this seems like a fucking computer made a hard rock song to a degree mm-hmm. but i fucking love it and i don't understand why there's nothing wrong with that yeah um for me like it's a little glossy and overproduced it's clean as fuck it's it's too clean it's very pro toolsy it, it we talked about that last week. you know what i mean that's the only thing i think i really have a problem with. i i love that there's fucking people out there trying to play rock music because that's it's right. a dying art so I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'd have to agree with that. It felt it felt overly clean. I like the p- chord progressions. I mean, there's like a there's a very there's a comfortability with this type of rock that um, we all get it. It almost feels like this is the opening sequence to Cabin in the Woods or something. Mm. Um, it's it feels very gen- it feels very generic. Um, it, it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You're not definitely not pushing the limits of musicality and i don't think that's what they were going for they were trying to make a rock song and that is okay they're trying to make Um, a rock album they're trying to make money they're trying but but yeah they are they are engineered as hits these are songs that are three minutes long i don't know i don't know if the 
but well, and the thing is, is they can get away with not looking like they're doing that because these aren't going to become hits. Songs like this don't become hits. Not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Maybe back in like '95 or '92. Well, I go up to 2001, three ish. This feels like the second iteration of Scott Weiland. This feels like Velvet Hammer or Mm. whatever they were. Velvet uh, Revolver. Velvet Revolver. Revolver. This feels like that. It feels like kind of forced rock. Like it feels like, uh, I don't want to call it like disingenuous, but it just feels like formulaic rock. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. Yep. And that's fine. And that's a formula that works for a good reason. She can sing. The guitar player is can kill it. Um, that, I, I, that was one of the best parts of the song for me is that whoever's playing guitar is proficient mm-hmm. but yeah it's formulaic for four and rock. i totally get that and and I, and I see it but i love the shit out of it because we don't get stuff like this anymore so it's almost like uh just give me the safety safe blanket it just feels like it should be the background of like a tampon commercial <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> and that's not a bad thing that's i believe that they've been featured in the background of angry shooty video game commercials that's more <laughs> it's speed that's where i found out i heard that heaven knows song that Did heaven knows song i kept saying to you was on a video game commercial that I saw ad nauseum so that's how it got stuck in my head the one thing I'll say about Taylor Momsen is I want to hear her voice singing forever her voice is the one shining thing that I think stands above Feels all almost, of this. There was a weird country twang going she on. She does. Honestly, she sounded a little bit For like Miley second. when she comes in. It's right, but then she's no. got a deeper... She uses her... She doesn't she, use an over-the-top vibrato like good Miley does. She's a she's great a vocalist. Good vocalist. But she's got like... It reminds me of... There's elements of Janice Joplin in her voice. There's elements of like a country thing in her voice. It's like she is this amalgam of all these different female voices that I've always loved pushed into one Super voice. Okay. I, I get it. Uh, but again, I think Bobby hit it on the head being overproduced. I think if you were to step off the fucking roughing out the, the, the cleaning up the rough edges, it would do them better. I, I like they would be ben- they would benefit by a fucking production by like a Rick Rubin or somebody mm. that would take his foot off the gas of fucking production. And I come. like I like it would improve their snare. Really, uh, it's really compressed and really just taut. Um, it doesn't it doesn't breathe. So this isn't going to make it onto your pitchfork list, Bobby. No, that's okay. It's not. not Take that pad in, fill my hole. Hey, before we get into (laughs) my song. Well, so in my usual fashion, I discovered this song in full fucking scramble mode because I, oh yeah, I got to fucking come up with a song. And I was sitting at El Moro with friend of the podcast, Tig, um, star of Feistnicks. And I found this band on Pitchfork. And I was looking for something different. I, I have a tendency to like, I don't know. I, I, I get into some very specific things for a long time. And like you were talking about, like, I don't want to do another Aesop Rock song for like two years. <laughs> right. As much as I he love could drop that, a new album tomorrow and it doesn't matter. You've <sighs> probably that would I would actually probably want to play all of them. Uh, so I found this band and it's a it's a. They're called the Editrix. Yeah, I had trouble finding info on this band. It looked like there's, these guys are new. There's, they're, they're fairly new. Um, the there's, it's first of all, I love three piece bands. I don't know what it is, but I love three piece bands because it's like Aaron was alluding to with that last song. Three piece bands, they're like an open to whiskey. You know what I mean? There's space. There's negative oh, yeah. space in in the sound. Oh yeah. And so sh- this girl, Wendy Eisenberg, is a fucking shredder. The girl can play. Um, she's a good songwriter. Everything I've listened to so far off this album has been I, just banger after banger. I really like the style of this yeah. band. 
um, because they're they call themselves Avant Butt Rock, which okay. I find really cute. And their goal is to destroy indie rock. Oh, and okay. I like that even more. I, I like that too. <laughs> it's great that Sean brought the song he did, and then Bobby brought you brought the song you did. Because there's such a huge juxtaposition. As far as chord progression and the progressiveness of the song, um, the syncopation and the fucking the rhythm changes, um, this feels like almost like your like your kids' prog rock. Like you're like, God, kids, yeah. you're so cute. And it feels like they're like they're getting it. You're like, going to put it, it on the refrigerator. No, it's really fucking... I, 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 I enjoyed the shit out of this. For I like that they're coming across as like being sort of tongue-in-cheek and we're trying to deconstruct this indie rock mm. kind of thing, except that they're actually good. They're fucking good. They're this really isn't. Good. It's not a gimmick. Well, hopefully it's as good as the other three-piece bands that Aaron has loved his whole life, like Blink-182 and <laughs> the later Green <laughs> for Day. sure. Later Green Day. For sure. Yeah, everything after American Idiot. Now, this is like the answer to Neutral Milk. Like, was Blink-182 like, a fucking three-piece band? Blink-182's three-piece. Bass, uh, guitar, no drums. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Editrix. The album is called Tell Me I'm Bad. I decided to play the uh, title song. Tell me, I'm bad. It's also your favorite thing you like Did girls they, to say to you. Is there a definition of what the name of the band means? Did they put that out there? No, but I'm going to look into it. But yeah. yeah, like Sean was saying, there's not a lot of information about this band. No, uh, when I looked I'm up, intrigued by them. I, yeah. When I tried to figure out the name of the band because I didn't see that that was the name mm-hmm. of the account, I tried. I put in, tell me I'm bad, in quotes, and fucking all that came up was Michael Jackson lyrics for bad. <laughs> and I was like, that's definitely not the song. Uh, the first 45 seconds or so of this song, if I remember, are one really sweet little guitar riff. But we don't need to listen to 45 seconds of one guitar riff because there's a beautiful transition when it starts to go into the vocals. Yeah, it's okay. really cool. Do so you want me poly- to start about 30 really cool seconds? polyrhythms. Yeah. Like they do we'll find a the best lot part. with polyrhythms and they do a lot. Yep. With syncopation, it's mm. cool. It's challenging. Music. I have not I like listened it. to this song. I am going in fresh here. Oh, cool! This I just awesome. downloaded it because I think I you're got gonna it. like it, dude. I think you're gonna like All it. Right. It's riffy. It's I just can't believe <laughs> after the song I played that this is so much better. I don't think it's a it's a matter of preference. It's this <clears throat> is the missing song from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. This is indie rock. They're trying to destroy the thing that they are. So it's definitely indie rock. Yeah, and it's definitely post rock, and it's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of fucking. It's things. the ghost world of music. Is you know? exactly what this is. But I love that it's it's super weird. It's yeah. super challenging. It's not something I've heard before. That's what I like about it. The n- listening, because I listened to it before, my first thought was like, this feels like Sonic Youth. This feels very pavement-y in its song structure. Yep. Um, but even the triplet drumming, and, and it, they maintain a 4-4, but the polyrhythms in it are cool. The drummer's really fascinating, too. He does this weird Tom Waterfall Tom sequence on the second part of that. It's like a second chorus or a second uh, verse. It... 
I get, I, challenging is the word I go to. The, the thing that's interesting to me and listening to it on like good headphones now mm-hmm. is she's, she's uh, doing doubles on her vocals. Yep. So she's, uh, so it doesn't bode well live. Uh, no, um, it doesn't. Like it, I'm hearing this and I go, fuck, if I saw these guys live, this probably be a train wreck. So you'd have like a Billy Corgan style situation yep. where vocals are so weak, they're always drowned out by the music and the, wouldn't she, actually. She's, she's harmonizing with herself on the, on yes. the song. You drop out that harmony, and she she's not a great singer, which is fine. There's a lot of like good front people that aren't great singers. For what she's going for, I think that she's great. Like it's, she's going for that almost droney. Uh, this is almost like it's a repetitive announcement. You know, if, they're playing on that. Like this is an announcement. You know the song. You know the group Lush. Yeah, I've heard of they're them. They're like yeah. they're like like shoegaze, like original yeah. shoegazy British. Reminds me a lot of Lush. Okay, their vocals. It's like Lush, but like they also grew up listening to like Bikini Kill. Bikini uh, Kill, okay. totally. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like like, yeah. like they have that sort of Riot Girl yeah vibe to them, which obviously we've discussed. Yes, ad nauseum. And this, this I like these girls. This isn't a song. <laughs> That's that <I> why. <laughs> now this isn't music. This type of music annoys the living shit out of me. I, mean, I just not because it's pics. bad. It's just because this shit annoys the shit out of me. So I would love this song <laughs> as a soundtrack song to set a mood for a very specific character. I think it's funny like that. that you said it should be a Scott It was Pilgrim. a lot of Scott Pilgrim. I was like, I didn't realize sense. Scott Pilgrim's band got a new vocalist. I want to make a point about this song juxtaposed with my song. Now, the argument earlier was that my song is far too produced and far too clean, right? And then this song is not clean. It's a lot less clean. It sounds like it was recorded in a garage. But I think there's also a difference between not being clean and being such young musicians that aren't as good at playing their instruments that they were off tempo. And in that song, they were off tempo a couple times to the point where I was like, okay, there's you still need to be good at music. Yeah, no, 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 you're wrong. And this is where I'll fight you on this. What you heard as off tempo was a decision. Yep. To play between notes, they, that they would seem never, like a really good way. They to... were never off tempo, and I can, I'll I they can were prove it to you measure by measure. Just because you're speeding up or slowing down something within the context of a bar doesn't mean you're no. Off when it tempo. switches from a different you're bar, when it switches bars, decision. it wasn't what I noticed. I noticed that they were. What you're off talking about tempo. is playing sloppy. Yeah, I didn't hear. I heard the guitar I heard play sloppy, sloppy a couple times. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that drummer will smoke your life. I just wanted to be like, yeah, there's a that difference. Was, that was there's or, a difference between not being clean I and like you, not being good at I, playing I, music I, properly. I, I can I guarantee you that drummer ha- grew up listening to fucking uh, all the greats yeah. that, by virtue of jazz drumming um, because he's playing like a jazz drummer. He's not playing like a rock yeah. drummer. And I didn't hear that the, the drummer compelling. wasn't off. And that's the thing. If the drummer's off, generally the other guys can go off. The rhythm section's fucking. The rhythm section's good, but the guitar. There was some was liberties off a couple times, that, yeah. and I was like, th- "But this is the thing. I'm not saying that that's necessarily that bad of a thing. This is a new band, but this is a band we couldn't well, find yeah, much about. I don't, and, I don't, and I don't, yeah, I, I don't equate that with their youth. You I, brought up Sonic Youth earlier, and I'll tell you what, dude, they were all over he, the place. Now she's not as like loopy and jazzy as a Thurston Moore. Mm. She's a little more riff based. Um, even though Thurston could fucking pull that shit off anytime he wanted to, because that man is a fucking beautiful guitar player. Yeah, um, she. I think plays with tempo a little bit. I think she is making decisions. Doing it on purpose. The her her the whole point behind what she's doing 
is to inspire that. Wait, what did I hear? Maybe it is yep. a performance art sort of thing inside the music to make you go, there, okay, well, I understand that. A, it's there, not my thing, but a, I get it. There's right, a right, guitar right. player I'd point you to that, don't get me wrong, is not even in the same zip code as this girl. Like, he's much more elevated. Mm-hmm. Probably the best to do it. But you look at a guy like Jack White, yes. who takes such liberties between notes and between measures to play and do what he wants. It makes you, it's that sense of uncomfortability and you never get your feet set in the ground. And that's kind of what it's there it's to the, do. It's the opposite of a resonant frequency. It's a broken up, disjointed, busted frequency. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, you're entering, you're, you're, you're dropping, you're creating entropy, like musically. You're just okay. dropping fucking faults on purpose. And, and as long as you, as long as, okay, so if the, if the beat's on four, and you're on four, and somebody's going. I haven't lost tempo. Mm. I'm playing so, in between. And see, and that's notes. the thing. I can recognize the the being in tempo, saying? but like, playing around. And it seemed like if they were trying to do that, it didn't come off as that. It came off as a mistake. There, it a, came off as when you're listening to classical music and you can tell that fucking second chair violin was off. You know, that's what it sounded like to me. And it's funny because you hear those moments as a mistake and I get exhilarated by moments like that. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? And that, again, there there you go. We're all different. And yeah. you look, at, again, you we look would... at how clean something is and you take fucking, you look at it, how beautifully clean something is and you look how beautifully dirty something is. And they elicit different responses, but it's kind of, it's, it's scratching the same itch for you yeah. guys. Obviously, she doesn't play in the same ballpark as someone like the RZA, but I think the RZA is very similar and that he creates uncomfortable moments. Hmm. He creates breaks in his own beats. He Premier creates, too. you know, DJ does, Premier similar. does as well. They create an un, like a, an uncomfortable moment of like to draw attention to said moment. Like you and expected help you the you expect that drop in. and and it doesn't come. It comes half a beat later, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, nah, okay. Speaking of which, like those dudes watching the fucking uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight for the first time, <laughs> exactly where they actually hear the beat drop and they're like, hold on, and they hit pause and they're like. <laughs> Who the fuck drops a beat three minutes into a song? Fucking mm-hmm. A. Yeah. And it worked for them. Absolutely. It's called yeah. the choice. Sir. So we can agree to disagree. Yeah, no, yeah. I think they're Which both, is great. Neither one of you are wrong and or right. You just like what you like, and that's awesome. Yep, that's the way it should be. All I know is I want to fuck the first one. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Yeah, the second one's a little bit. I'm sorry. I haven't, you, I haven't, you, seen, I haven't seen this. You could throw her to Bobby. Yeah, I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah. No, she's got poorly kept bangs, and she's got an arm oh. tattoo she she's wants got, to get rid she's of. She's got like eight septum oh. piercings. Yeah. And no, I said she's it's, Ghost, it's Ghost World, the band. It's just look at the chicks from Ghost World and be like, that's how all of them are doing. It was like, she's Enid. Like, She's like a fatter Thora Birch. Enid, yeah. She's like Thora Enid. Birch. Her name is Wendy Eisenberg. <laughs> Wendy Eisenberg is like Thora Birch, but with far less nipple surface I heard surface Gina area. Carano uh, made a bad meme about Wendy Eisenberg. Wendy Eisenberg. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh going to leave God. it there. So you know what it's time for? <laughs> it's time for us to clutch, clutch. our pearls of wisdom. I'll cool. go first. Yeah. Um, go I, I think I've been trying to, I've been heading clean up here for a while. Um, guys, you don't have to send your dick in a fucking text message to have sex with women. DV dicks? Take it from someone who's not that good looking, not particularly successful, and still somehow manages to have sex with girls. And sometimes hot young girls. I don't know. Don't send your dick out in a picture. It's gross. They don't fucking want it. I'm sorry. There has to be like the 2% of the time I guess it works, which don't is why it. people continue to do it. 
or whatever, but like that's it's just gross. It's like hitting on every girl in the bar just looking for the yes. You know, be a grown up, be a human being. Treat these women with fucking respect for Christ's sake. Develop a sake. relationship. Develop a develop a rapport. Oh uh, yeah, before you're just like, here's my cock, send nudes. It's ridiculous and it's mm-hmm. gross, and we need to stop it because you know what? The world is changing right around you, my friends, and eventually this is going to become sexual assault. Say nice things to those whores. So my 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 thing that I would like to basically say, Bobby is always on a. He pauses as much as he is on a delay. So. Mine's gonna be quick too, and I'll leave Sean to battle cleanup there. Or actually, you're not batting. You're you're fucking no. What is it? Cleanup bat- fourth. Fourth. What is third? You're there's a name for I it. What's remember. the euphemism I'm, for I'm, betting? Third? I'm in the hole. Whatever. No. <laughs> well, that's just when you're lined just up. Just saying. But there's the uh, just on, saying. At, uh, on deck. Mine's mine's easy I know no too. one cares. We, we talked. <laughs> I know. Amen. Because it's baseball. If you um, hit the ball really far, you get to take all the pillows. All the pillows. Or if you get hit with the ball, you can to go to the pillows. He gets to run to all the pillows. Okay. And then they're looking, Sorry. and then they shake their head. Let's let's let Aaron <laughs> Sorry. have his moment. Okay. I can't get over that guy. So mine is easy. I, we had talked a lot about forgiveness and other stuff in the past, and now I'm going to switch gears and say put my foot down. Um, I'm going to say put your foot down. There are time we talk about being, you know, a little compliant and being understanding and being forgiven, forgiving. Um, I would also say too, when when there's definitively something that needs to be said or done, you got to put your fucking heel down in the dirt and uh, put your foot down and say what needs to be said. And um, we forget. We I think we're trying. I think we're getting to a point where we're being overly generous sometimes with um, our allowance of people's um, acting up. Mm. And I and I, I I just thought about that the other day. Had a argument with somebody, and I'm like, you know what? F- no, I'm. You know what? Fuck you, dude. I'm done um, hearing your side. Yeah, oh, I, you know, there's a there's a point where I'm just gonna. I I will I will die on this hill. Um, and um, sometimes you just. The adage is, you know, do you want to die in this hill? And sometimes you're like, you know what, motherfucker? Yeah. Pick I'm your gonna, battles. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to die in this hill. Um, sometimes put your foot down, especially when you feel that you're being done wrong. Yeah. And it, because I'll tell you what, you never get that back. Anytime you let somebody fuck you, you never get that back. And that will fucking, that will be a thorn in your side for the rest of your life. I can mm-hmm. remember every instance of somebody fucking with me that I didn't push back. Yeah. And I wear it and I think about it on a regular basis. You don't want to be that. You yep. got you to gotta push back when it's time. Nice. Well, I can piggyback out on that before we kick over to Sean real quick. Apparently, 20 minutes ago, Donald Trump was acquitted officially yeah. by the Senate. Like, it's over. Like they're not going to do the witnesses. It's a done deal. Doesn't surprise so me. No. We did not put our foot down, and we've opened the door to uh, more bullshit. So you can. So what you're saying is you could do another insurrection, of and, course. And basically, you know, you're not going to be charged. Or punished. We've codified cool coups. That's awesome, man. As Fuck yeah. a, a part of our you, national. You dialogue. know, I, I was saying to my daughter, who's 11, it's about time, honey. You know, right. We should just let them do what they want. 
Hey, and you know what? Honestly, there's been plenty of other countries that have had this shit happen, and Americans like to think that our country is better than everybody else, more free than everybody else. And this just shows, hey, everybody, we're all fucking vulnerable, and we're no better than some of these other countries that we've spent time lambasting in the media. You mean like Myanmar, formerly Burma, who Mm. just had a literal military coup? Oh, you mean like that? Yeah, ours is nothing compared to that. Oh, by the way, Myanmar has 50 million people in it. This isn't fucking... This isn't Guam. Yeah. This is a fucking country with 50 million people and there's a military coup. So don't think it can't happen here, folks. Good luck with that. All right, my pearl. Um... A lot of the times when there's something about myself that I dislike or that I don't want to deal with, I'll just make jokes about it, right? It's you just kind of joke about it and go, ah, you know, yeah, I'm a little overweight or blah, 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 blah. And I was kind of sick of that for a certain thing, um, and and I decided to just do something about it. Now, this is going to seem like it's a big thing, but it's not really. Um, I, I have a very large forehead, always have since I was a kid. And my grandfather on my mom's side lost his hair when he was 19. So I thought for sure I was going to lose my hair by the time I was 19. And my hair's just been going back and going back. And then when I went to go get my hair cut at the bookcase, shout out to Pat over at the bookcase, I was like, hey, man, do you have any tips on like something I can do? I've been taking collagen supplements, which is good for my joints, too, because I got an old knee injury. And he was like, honestly, dude, the only thing on the market that stops you from losing your hair is Rogaine. Mm-hmm. It is proven to stop. You know, you have to keep fucking using it. So what did I do? I bought fucking Rogaine and started putting it in the top of my hair where I was losing my hair because I was fucking over making jokes about it and overdoing it. And it's not a huge pearl, but honestly, it was the one thing I pulled from this week where I was like, instead of fucking bitching about it, instead of lamenting something, if you can do something about something that bugs you, mm-hmm. fucking do it. Absolutely. So I did. I know this sounds like it's a fucking Rogan commercial, but that's just not going to make your hair grow back. It just basically stops it from going away. Isn't there like a prescription version of that that you can take orally? Um, there, it pretty much does the same thing. Yeah, it's called cock. We're not recording this. Yeah, I'm recording. This reminds me of Docs. <laughs> We're not going to put it in the end. <laughs> no, this I reminds don't. me of Docs and butthole liquor. Yeah. Have I told you guys this? <laughs> Fat chick just getting her lunch box eaten out by... <laughs> eaten out. Jesus Christ. Well, Everything's no, got to go so listen, excessive. Listen. He was gently caressing her. Listen. Areas. When you walk in, okay, <laughs> say you like... Which is fine. There's all shapes and sizes for all people, man. No, no hatred, no judging. But say you're dating a woman that's robust. Um, Rubenesque. Rubenesque. Yes. Thank you. Um, and you walk in, and the first thing after you see after a hard day of work is your girlfriend face down, drunk, naked on the couch, and her dachshunds licking her butthole. Is that something that you can unsee? No. So what do you do as a comic genius? What do you do? You take that dog to be put down immediately because <laughs> that dog's never going to live No. <laughs> what you do is you pour yourself a stiff fucking whiskey and diet barks, you plant yourself on the barka lounger, and you fucking watch that shit. <laughs> because of there's a barka And then lounger. you never mention it. That's my favorite part of the story. By far, <laughs> so you as just, that he just never he just told never her. She has no idea. So every he time would the, just giggle every time the so fucking every, dog licks her. Yeah, every time the dog licks her face, he gets to laugh. That's the trade-off. Sir. I wouldn't be able to hold it in, man. I wouldn't be able to hold it I in wouldn't if either. I saw it. I'd be like, I'm so sorry, but you were passed out drunk the other day, 
And this fucking doction was almost up to its hind legs in your butthole. Dude, that's why you never do anal with a snossage. No, never. The dogs just come a running. They do. They love them. Yeah. They love them. Anyway. Um, any hoozle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if and you we're like back. to call.